You're listening to Teach Me the Bible podcast, where we unpack the meaning of books, passages, and themes from Scripture. Join us each week as Dr. David Klingler walks us through God's Word and teaches the Bible. Each episode has a study guide available in the show notes. This is Teach Me the Bible podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Teach Me the Bible podcast. My name is Alex Wolf. Um, I'm here with Dr. David Klingler, um, and we are uh, helping the people of God understand the Word of God. That's our mission. That's what we want to mm-hmm. do. Um, and so I want to remind you that we have a website, teachmethebible.com, where we have all kinds of resources for you. We have book studies. We have um, blog posts, articles, books, and, and in fact, uh, a recent addition to our website, we have a, an introduction series, uh, so to speak, where we sort of walk you through some of the introductory things that help you get on the trail of the story of the Bible. And so I want to make you aware of that if you're not already. Um, and so today uh, we are going to be starting the book of Galatians. We're going to be walking through uh, the whole book, but today we're going to kind of give an overview and an orientation to what the book's about, how we should uh, begin to understand it before we sort of just dive into the chapters. So, uh, so Doc, if you want to get us started in Galatians, we'd be yeah, thankful. So, for so it. the book of uh, Galatians, and so there's uh, uh, Paul wrote to the Galatians. How about that? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's a good start. Galatians. So uh, Paul's first missionary journey, uh, he goes. Uh, on this trip, he goes up into the region of uh, of, of Galatia, uh, and he shares the gospel uh, with them, and uh, and um, uh, and then he um, goes over to Derby. He, he's he's being persecuted along the way. He he's actually run out of town. Mm-hmm. Some of these places, mm-hmm. he goes back uh, to check on them. Their uh, faith is strong, and then he uh, goes back uh, to Antioch, mm-hmm. which is where he began. The missionary journey, and apparently at some point along the way, uh, once he's back, uh, probably in Antioch, he hears that these Gentile believers are being circumcised, or at least considering it, or, or uh, that the Judaizers, uh, those who are proponents of Judaism, uh, are trying to convince these Gentile believers to be circumcised and keep the law. That situation causes Paul to respond by writing this letter, right? In chapter uh, chapter 3, uh, he says this, you fools. <laughs> Paul's direct. I like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Before whose eyes was Jesus publicly portrayed as crucified? This is the only thing I want to know from you, right? Uh, the whole book is about this. Uh, did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Um, so it, let's back out a little bit and remind ourselves or what's happened in the story. Uh, Israel, Old Testament, the law was given to them. Uh, it was uh, given so that they would recognize their sinfulness. It was added because of transgression, Paul's going to say uh, in, uh, in chapter uh, 3, uh, verse 19. And the but the law never justified them. It was never able to give eternal life. Uh, Paul says it this way: For if a law had been given, which was able to impart life, eternal life, then righteousness would indeed be based upon the law. 
but the scripture has shut up all under sin. Hmm. So that the promise by faith in Christ Jesus might be given to those who believe eternal life comes through faith. Uh, And so the function of the law was to drive Israel uh, to faith, uh, to cause them to recognize their sin, the righteousness of their uh, their God, Yahweh, their need for a sacrifice for their sin, a substitute for their sin, that was Christ, that was the purpose of the law, and it failed. Uh, and so the uh, the prophets come and they promise a new covenant, a new covenant not like the covenant which, uh, which God made with their forefathers when he brought them out of Israel and took them to the land, covenant which they broke. Uh, and so this new covenant, God will give them a new heart and a new spirit, and cause them to walk in all of his ways. Um, that spirit uh, that uh, is going to be given from this new covenant uh, is going to be the uh, the beginning of the ministry of the new covenant. Uh, and so uh, in uh, John, in his upper room discourse, he explains what the, what the spirit will be doing. Uh, he says... Um, He's sending a helper. This is in chapter 16, verse 7 of, the, of, of John, Upper Room Discourse. For I do not, uh, if I do not go away, the helper will not come. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and concerning righteousness and concerning judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and no longer uh, you no longer behold me. And concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world has been judged. Uh, And so, sin, righteousness, and judgment. Uh, And so, as the story goes, Israel rejects the Lord, rejects the Christ, rejects the resurrection. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not all, but most reject the resurrection. A few believe there at the day of Pentecost and uh, early in the book of Acts. But now in the book of Acts, by chapter 13, Paul's taking, going on his missionary journeys. He's going to synagogues first. And as Israel continues to reject the gospel, he turns to the Gentiles. Uh, And the Gentiles believe the gospel, and they believe the spirit of promise, the spirit that was given, uh, that was promised to Israel. Uh, And so he's reminding them there here in chapter three, you didn't receive the spirit through the law. If if, If eternal life comes through the law, if the spirit, which is the down payment and promise of eternal life, comes through the law, then they'd have already had it, mm-hmm. but they don't. Right. So what are you doing? Right? Uh, and so these, there's six chapters. Uh, Paul's going to write six chapters, and the, Paul is very logical. Um, mm-hmm. he's, he's going to be very a matter of fact, and he's like the master attorney, lawyer, that's going to build his case starting from the beginning, starting from the charges against him, why they would reject Paul's words and listen to the Jewish unbelievers, And what we'll learn in chapter 6 is that what's actually going on is Jewish unbelievers, this is, we we learn this in chapter 6, verse 12, Jewish unbelievers are persecuting Jewish believers for hanging out with Gentiles, Mm -hmm. right? And so how do we get uh, uh, these uh, Gentile um, believers to be circumcised so that we're not persecuted is what the Jewish believers thinking. Uh, here's what Paul says. Those who desire to make a good showing in the flesh, and we're going to learn that in the flesh is literally in the flesh. They're, you know, and, and probably the only 
uh, verses that you maybe even know out of Galatians is, you know, the, 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 uh, the, uh, um, walk by the flesh or the, uh, the, the fruit of the spirit is, you know, the, but the desire of the flesh is, you know, you, you know, that contrast there in chapter five, we're going to define those and explain them. So, you know, exactly what's going on there. But those who desire to make a good showing in the flesh, who desire to to impress in the flesh, they if you ask the Jew, are you justified? The Jewish unbeliever, are you justified? Are you righteous? Are you? He say, oh, of course. Well, why? Uh, hello, we're God's people, mm-hmm. right? We're justified. Our DNA justifies us. Our DNA makes us different than you. Yes, circumcision <laughs> makes us different than you. We are circumcised. Our God is the God of Israel. The uh, the the creator of the heavens and the earth. I can just hear Jonah as he's talking to these uh, these Gentile sailors. <laughs> Hebrew, am I? You know, and that he actually moves that to the front uh, of his whole statement. You know, I'm a Hebrew. Hebrew, am I? That's that's why God loves me. Mm-hmm. And y'all are just a bunch of pagans, right? <laughs> uh, and uh, the 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 Lord God Maker of the heavens and the earth. I serve. Well, no, I fear. And he doesn't fear the Lord. Um, and that's pushed all the way to the end, but we're in Jonah now. But anyway, the point is the same, uh, that these Jews think that they're justified in the flesh because of who they are. Uh, and, and so those who desire to make a good showing in the flesh try to compel you, you Gentile believers, to be circumcised simply so that they will not be persecuted for the cross of Christ. Jewish believers who don't want to be persecuted for the cross of Christ, uh, they don't want to be persecuted because the gospel is going to the Gentiles and the Gentiles are not being circumcised and being told to keep the law. This comes right out of Acts chapter 10, 11, 15, right? Do the Gentiles have to be circumcised and keep the law? No. Uh, in Acts chapter 15, after the discussion about this very point, uh, it begins uh, this way. Certain ones of the sect of the Pharisees who had believed the gospel, who had believed, stood up and were saying, so there, there's this gathering of Paul and Barnabas and uh, and Peter and James and John and, and uh, all of the, the big shooters are in the room in Jerusalem. And certain ones of the sect of the Pharisees who had believed the gospel stood up saying, it is necessary to circumcise them, to circumcise the Gentiles and to direct them to observe the law of Moses. And the apostles and the elders came together and they looked into it and, and, uh, and there was much debate. And then Peter stood up and he recounts the story that had happened with him and Cornelius back in chapter 10 that he explained in chapter 11. Brethren, you know that in the early days, God made a choice among you that by my mouth, the Gentiles would hear the gospel and believe. Cornelius. And God, who knows the heart, bore witness to them, to the Gentiles, giving them the Holy Spirit, just as he also did us. And he made no distinction between us and between them, cleansing their hearts by faith. Now, therefore, why do you put to God to the test by placing upon the yoke of his disciples, of the disciples, a yoke which neither our forefathers nor we were able to bear? But we believe that we are saved through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ in the same way as they are also. And that settles the debate, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, and then afterwards, James stands up and he says, yep, that's exactly what Amos said. 
And so there's agreement. Uh, and so the the apostles have agreed. The Old Testament scriptures have agreed. In you, all the families of the earth will be blessed, the Lord says to, to Abram. Not in you, all families of the earth will become Israel, mm-hmm. right? Become uh, become Jews. Um, at the end of the story, every nation, tribe, people, tongue are gathered around singing the praises of uh, the Lord God of Israel and his Messiah who saved not only Israel, mm-hmm. but saved them as well. Mm-hmm. And so Paul is quite frustrated with the Galatians. And so he's going to make a very clearly articulated argument uh, to explain to them why the law doesn't justify why the law condemns, it only condemns, uh, and why then the Gentiles should not go to circumcision and law-keeping, but should walk by faith, should continue to walk by the Spirit. Mm -hmm. The same Spirit that they received through faith is the same Spirit that they should walk by. Uh, And so we'll, we'll define walk by the Spirit, we'll define the the deeds of the flesh or the works of the flesh. We'll, des- we'll define all these things and it'll make perfect sense. And so, mm-hmm. uh, and so as we go through the book of Galatians, uh, just stay the course with us. It, it will all make perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we're going to ask you to do is that when Paul uses words in a certain way, we allow Paul to say what he's saying, right? <laughs> so we don't go in there uh, and cut Paul off and say, excuse me, Paul, let me interrupt you, but you don't know what you're talking about. Okay, I know that you've been, you know, uh, gone for five chapters here saying the same thing. But when you come to this verse, that's not what you're saying, Paul. You're saying something totally different. You're saying what we're saying that has nothing to do with this context, right? I'm reminded of when my kids were little, um, we, they used to watch Veggie Tales. I, oh, yeah. I mentioned this to you, Alex. Yeah. And, and uh, there was this time in Veggie Tales where, it, uh, you know, it's kind of an interruption in the show. And now it's time for Silly Songs with Larry. <laughs> the part of the show where Larry comes out and sings a silly song. Oh, where is my hairbrush? You know, he goes under the, the hairbrush <laughs> or the, the belly button song, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, the or the, or the cheeseburger, the pirate, yeah. Uh, we are the pirates who don't do anything. Uh, we just... Stay home and lie around. Stay home and lie around or something like that. Yeah, it's yeah. Good. And so it's just random interruption. And then, okay, now back to the story, yeah, right? right? Well, that's not what he's doing in these verses. Right. Now let me say something that has nothing to do with anything I've ever been saying <laughs> up to this point. And will have nothing to do, uh, to do with anything that I say after this point. Well, how do you know that's what he's saying? Well, I can tell you what he's not saying. Hmm. He's not saying, a to- he's not inter- <clears throat> interrupting himself. Uh, and so... When he uses connecting words like for, you know, for this cause, because of this, mm-hmm. therefore, uh, for this reason, um, so then, uh, he's logically connecting this all the way through. Right. So you're not allowed to, to be like a Navy SEAL that parachutes in with your, you know, with your machine gun. You assassinate all the verses around the verse that you like. Uh, you commandeer the verse. You steal the verse. 
uh, and you zip line out uh, and put the verse on your refrigerator. Boy, there's an analogy. That's yeah, good. <laughs> that's exactly what we're doing. That's good. You have assaulted the text. You've murdered all the verses around it. Uh, you've stolen it out of the context and Silence you put it on your refriger, process, yeah. refrigerator and then you claim to be able to do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And I'm going, no, you can't. Uh, you know, there, there's, there's hardly anything you can do through Christ who strengthens you. You can endure. Mm. But you can't leap tall buildings with a single bound. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't, uh, you know, b- bullets don't ricochet off your chest like they do Superman, uh, unless he has kryptonite. There, there, there's so many things you can't do. You can't do all. Th- and Paul, that's Paul saying to the Philippians. This is a this is a pet peeve of mine. If Paul wanted to say to the Philippians, "Y'all can do all things through Christ who strengthens y'all," he would have said, "Y'all can do all things." He doesn't say that. He says, "I." Mm-hmm. And then the question becomes, what's he doing? Why is he saying that in Philippians? Anyway, same issue here. And so the only verses that you may know, probably know, uh, are some verses that are so far out of context, using the same words that Paul's been using for five chapters Mm -hmm. and will use for the rest of his book, all the way through the end of the book of chapter six. But you're saying, no, no. What he's saying here, using these same words with the same logical reasoning for five and a half chapters, that's not what he's saying. Hmm. He's saying something totally different. And then he goes back to his discussion. Uh, no, that's not what he's doing. So so all that to say, um, we're going to track the logical argument. We're going to go chapter by chapter over the next, uh, next six weeks. We're going to go uh, chapter a week for six weeks, and it will make perfect sense to you. And at the end of this, the book of Galatians, every verse will fit in. It'll make perfect sense what he's saying, mm-hmm. uh, and no verse will be out of context. And so, uh, now, you'll have to change your view, probably, mm-hmm. of what you've been taught, <laughs> but that's okay. Now, all the verses make sense, yep. right? Uh, and so, that's what we're that's what we're looking forward to in the, in the coming weeks. Good. Well, I know I'm looking forward to it. Um, I think years ago, uh, when I took your class for the first time at DTS, um, this was one of the first books that came together. So I, I sat and list, listened to you say a lot of the same, that, yeah, same things I, you just yeah, said. Yeah. And at first Stop, I'm like, rewind, play. Yeah. Yeah. First I'm like, I don't know, we'll see. You yeah. know, and, and, uh, but once it came together, I mean, this was one of the first books of the Bible to really come together for me. Yeah. Um, and, and it really, it really helps uh, just to understand what Paul's saying, but also to illustrate what you know the the bad habits we really have with yeah. reading the Bible in general, and yeah. and so uh, so by following it logically, tracking the same words, that's going to be so helpful. So yeah. I'll just encourage our listeners to lean yeah. into that, um, yeah. to put on their thinking caps and and follow us along yeah. as we go through yeah. this book. So yeah. that's good. All right, well. That's it for uh, for this episode. Uh, next week, we're just going to jump into chapter one, and, and we're going to start doing exactly what we just said, tracking the logical argument and uh, tracking the language throughout and seeing if we can put this thing together. So we'll see you next week for that. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to Teach Me the Bible podcast. Our desire is to use the power of God's Word to change lives. For more information, download our app. Join us next week for another episode of Teach Me the Bible.